listeners, you are listening to a another episode of That's Entertainment. I am your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone, and with me as always, live from Hampton, Maine, is my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Hello. Beth, how are you doing on this uh, this March 2020 day? I'm good. We had a little snowstorm last night, so... I heard about yeah, that. We, we yeah, just got a bunch our- of rain. Oh, uh, yeah, you guys got the rain. We got the snow after most of our snow had melted, and now we have snow again, but it's going to warm up and be gone. So uh-huh. ugh, I wasn't we ready were, for that. We were, I think we got some freezing rain to start out with. We might have had some snow mixed in, but it was mostly rain. Mm-hmm. This was two days after it reached 70. Oh, jeez. spring off. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, but this the rest of the March it's looking like high forties into the fifties most days. Yeah, it's been a pretty we I can't complain. We've had a mild winter, so yeah. I yeah. just I don't like the snow late in the mm-hmm. winter. Yeah. I hope it we don't get it into April because that's when I really don't like it. Well, I'm ready for spring weather because it's nice to have oops did i lose you <laughs> uh no my my uh microphone just popped out there for a moment but oh, I was... okay um okay yeah so yeah i was saying i'm i'm ready for spring weather because it, it's nice to have something that makes me perk up yes i know Especially um, since when you can't go anywhere, it's nice if you can be out, at least be outside. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. this is, um, in case any of you are listening to this episode well into the future, for context, this is our first full episode in, recorded in the social distancing era. Yes. Um, hopefully, Beth, well, I was going to say hopefully our first and only, but maybe not. We could yeah. be having some more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd be. It, it would be lovely if the if all restrictions are lifted within just a few weeks. But I, yeah, I, I would expect. It seems like a couple months is yeah. is the most optimistic before we start going back to normal. Yeah. So Aunt Beth and I are not recording in the same room. But that's normal for us, so. Yes. You, We're you very have... distance. Distant. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, well, anyway, uh, let's, uh, you're not here to talk about, hear us talk about um, the frightening state of the world. You're here uh, to uh, hear us talk about some uh, pop culture. And... Because on That's Entertainment, we pick a new pop culture topic each episode and discuss it according to the three F's, first, favorite, and forever. And uh, before I mention today's topic, Beth, did you listen to the mini episode I posted this past Sunday? The um, karaoke one? Uh, well, that one, and then right after that, I did the uh, the atypical one. Oh, I didn't listen to that one. Oh, I've, okay, no, I'll have to listen to that one. Do you, want I didn't to, know you that do you want me to spoil my reaction, or do you want to 
find out when you listen. Um, well, you could tell me quickly, but I will still listen. So how far have you gotten on it? Um, two episodes in, but I'm planning on watching more. Okay. Are you enjoying it so far? I, I am, yes. Oh, good. Okay. I'm glad. I'm, and I appreciate that you're willing to listen to stuff that I am, t- you know, that because some people don't want to do that. Just listen to yeah. something that somebody else tells them. But I really, I love the kit that, while well, I love um, the cast in it, mm-hmm. I think the kid is really good that plays him. I love his sister and I love her boyfriend. <laughs> so, oh, good. I, so I will listen to it for sure. But I'm glad you're liking it. So, and I did enjoy your, um, the karaoke mm-hmm. one too. So, good. Okay. I think I need to find someone else to send me some uh, karaoke suggestions for the next one soon. Yeah, you should ask Katie. Okay. For the next the next one she'd probably have some good thoughts on that she probably will yeah yeah um okay okay, so that's the business about uh mini episodes then so on to this episode's topic we're going to get a little more specific than we normally do because this time we are focusing on a comedian one particular comedian (laughs) in particular a fellow by the name of gary goleman and he had a re- recent stand-up special in call, entitled The Great Depression. So uh, that uh, inspired us to put together this episode here. And here's a little information to uh, get us started. The only antidepressants we had access to was snap out of it. <laughs> and what have you got to be depressed about? That was the second leading brand of antidepressants. In 2017, comedian Gary Goldman, Goldman, not Goldman, excuse me, suffered through one of his worst bouts of clinical depression ever. He used that experience to fuel his 2019 stand-up special, The Great Depression. We're here today to talk about that, as well as Gary's comedy in general and other comedic treatments of mental illness okay um so we're going to go right into the first section which is of course entitled first where we discuss our initial encounters with our topic so um i'm gonna go first this time because i think my first encounter is will be a little less in depth than yours because i know you're you're a longer time fan than i am yeah um but while you had been recommending uh gary to me and others i know you've been uh, Mm -hmm. mentioning him too i have been familiar with him for uh several years now but i uh had to be reminded of that fact um i believe the first time i ever saw him do any of his comedy was back in 2014 when he appeared on Conan. Oh. Um, and I'm a regular viewer of that. That is my late night talk show of choice. And he then he's appeared a few more times since then. He also appeared in 2015 and 2016. Uh, the 2016 appearance was when he did his, uh, his much beloved bit about, state postal abbreviations <laughs> um, my favorites mm-hmm. what's next he said alaska everybody cool with al 
but somebody caught it. One man sheepishly raised his hand and said, sir, I, I think we might have used that one before. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Well, let's check the minutes. It was probably a few months ago when I f remember you first mentioning him to me, and I def I think he had appeared again on Conan for another um, yet another appearance. So the the name I was familiar with his name, um, but you you definitely had a more uh, thorough knowledge of him. I could tell mm -hmm. by your enthusiasm. So I'll, I'll let you go ahead and get into it. Okay. Well, speaking of first, I want to say first of all, <laughs> what I just actually said before about atypical, I want to thank you, Jeff, for being willing to watch the great depression without mm -hmm. knowing a lot about Gary Goldman. Um, I said I might not have been that open to listening to a comedian that I had barely heard of. So I appreciate that you were willing to do that. Like sometimes if somebody says, oh, I'm, you might really like this person, or I'm not always as open to doing that. So thank you for doing that. No so problem. I, I first saw Gary Goldman on the NBC show Last Comic Standing, which mm -hmm. was, and I can't believe it was that long ago, I guess in 2003, um, what my son Wesley and I saw him and we just thought he was hilarious. And I guess when I looked it up, it said he came in third place. It also said he was on it the following year, but I don't remember that. Um, and one of the bits that stuck out for us, he did <laughs> so just this short thing. He was talking about how, um, how he's like, whoever invented the uh, using the symbol for the at, you know, on the computer, he said, boy, mm -hmm. we're no genius at just save the whole uh, letter T in using that for that. <laughs> Wesley and I thought that was so funny. And then I kind of forgot about him until, I don't know, it was last year or two years ago, I was watching this show, How Howie Mandel Presents, and all these comedians came out and did a little bit, and he was on that. And I said, oh, I forgot how much I liked him. So I started looking up different YouTube clips and that reminded me how good he was. And then I looked up to see if he was performing. We saw that he was in going to be in uh, Boston. And we got tickets to see him this January at the Wilbur Theater. And so I saw him there. And then I just watched the special um, last week. So those were all my uh, encounters with him. And every time I see him, I just love him more <laughs> so i do have one little tr well tell me when you want to i have a tr one trivia question about him so i didn't know if you did any uh I, I didn't no i didn't come up with any but we'll i guess we we usually do that after the favorite sex oh, okay. section so we'll okay. we'll save it for then all right um okay so um so would you say he's one of your favorite comedians working right now yeah i would say that um yeah i'd probably um put you know there's a few that i really enjoy listening to i think about a year or two ago i saw jim gaffigan for the second time 
which he had probably been my favorite comedian. And then um, I have seen, not in person, but um, Brian Reagan and John Mulaney just on specials. So those are probably my top four comedians uh, right now, counting uh, Gary Goldman. Okay. Yeah. That's a solid lineup, I'd say. Yeah. Well, in, on the in the spirit of favorite, I guess we'll go ahead and move into the our favorite section, the second section of the show, which is entitled favorite, where we talk about our favorite elements of the topic at hand. So uh, we've got a few things we're going to discuss here. Since we're focusing um, on the Great Depression, we'll, we'll mention some of our favorite jokes from that special. And we're also going to talk about um, similar comedians to Gary, our, our favorites, um, our favorite stand-ups who are similar to Gary, as well as other, possibly other um, portrayals of mental illness in comedy and ones that we like especially. So, uh, Aunt Beth, uh, what were your favorite moments from the Great Depression? I had a few that I wrote down. Um, he did, <laughs> just, I mean, I loved so much of it. I don't know if some of the things about the Depression were really funny when he, he talks about growing up in the 70s and 80s, and he said back then the only cures for depression were snap out of it and what have you got to be depressed about <laughs> which I thought were really funny um I like how we compared millennials uh to you know about to growing up in the 70s and uh that they what did he say um let me write down oh their their use of the word literally right he said they what did he say they they they're the ones that change the definition to now it actually does mean figuratively. Right. This guy, that was pretty funny. Literally a rich history. Since its inception in 1525, it meant actually or unequivocally. And then around 2008, millennials said, oh, no, it also means figuratively. That was like the only criticism he had about millennials. Yeah. other ones. Very complimentary. Yes, because he said he, he, I just like, he described himself, he said he had a hard time growing up when he did because he was very soft. And so he said millennials now are much more caring. And, and back then he was very bullied and uh, he talked about ordering Sprite, which I thought was hilarious that that uh, soda that he got made fun of for drinking Sprite, which is funny. Those, uh, those little details are I know, so, what really sell comedy. Yeah, like it's yeah so, that people think of. I know that you just... It's so specific, yeah. but it resonates yeah. with so many people. He said something about... I don't know what this was in the context of. He was talking about the store Michaels. I just wrote this uh-huh. down. And he said he calls Michaels the classy Joannes. Right. <laughs> just made me laugh. Um, there was a funny part about the different side effects from the antidepressants because mm-hmm. he said people are like, aren't you worried about the side effects from antidepressants? And 
he's he he had just a funny bit on that where he's like he said i'm not worried about that he said so, um he's trying to think of what some of them are he said at least they he's like diarrhea he said right. he's like at least that makes me get out of bed and <laughs> go right. to the bathroom i can get out of I bed with what, diarrhea yeah just different funny things because if uh, you can't get out of bed, the alternative is, if, is you kill yourself. Yeah. You can't get out of bed with suicide. Yeah. I mean, he made some really good points. And then he said, oh, when he was in there and some guy recognized him and <laughs> just the comment said, are you Gary Goldman or am I crazy? <laughs> so just a lot. I don't know. What I like to hear some of what you, some of your uh, favorite parts well i yeah i definitely liked enjoyed all of the material about millennials um in general i i it's one of my biggest pet peeves when people generalize about any generation mm-hmm. um i mean it as a millennial myself it hits me pretty hard but you know what millennials are in an age group where Whatever age group is currently the young adult age group, I think it's criticized the most yeah, by yeah. the older age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, so it's always gratifying when someone is like, well, actually, I like this group. And so you, you can use stereotypes in comedy and it's nice when you pick the more positive stereotypes because even if it's you know the things he mentioned aren't true about every millennial but that's fine you know mm-hmm. it's stereo uh, exaggeration is used in comedy and if you use the the happier examples well then hopefully that puts everyone in a good mood so i you know i enjoyed that he said Millennials are are much better hydrated than his yeah, generation was. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and I, that's so funny because we, when I was young, you never mm-hmm. thought about water back then. So that, yeah, that did crack me up. Yeah, um, yeah I know I drink a lot of water, so that, that resonated with me, yeah. I think. Um, oh, and then the other thing was kind of funny because so when we were – uh, figuring out what topic we were going to discuss for this episode, we were throwing out a few ideas. You had mentioned you'd uh, seen the the Way Back, the Ben Affleck basketball movie. Mm-hmm. So I said uh, we could maybe do an episode about basketball in pop culture. This is March Madness. Um, it would be March Madness <laughs> in, in a usual March. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, well, I don't know that much about basketball pop culture um but then in the great depression he had gary had a significant amount of, of uh, material about basketball and other sports he played mm-hmm. basketball in high school and it's, it sounded like basketball was his favorite sport especially whenever he was shooting a free throw mm-hmm. because uh, that hit, hit uh fit his um his personality closer than like any other element of sport is uh, someone does something wrong. Everyone has to stop. <laughs> and that person who did something wrong has to think about what they did. <laughs> Basketball also 
fits me because it's the only sport where if somebody so much as slaps you on the wrist, they stop the game. Stop the game, separate everyone, and let you make two easy shots while everyone else is forced to watch quietly. As if to say, think about what you did. You know, someone who loves basketball, I had never thought of it that way, but because um, I usually got too much adrenaline um, rushing through me, either when I'm playing or watching the game to yeah to think about it in those terms. But um, yeah, I, I think I do. I, I appreciate that element of basketball as well. Mm-hmm. That um, uh, when you you take it when you take it too far, you do you are forced to um to kind of go in the corner a bit and, and think yeah. about what you've done. Think about what 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 did we do? Yeah, yeah. And then he talked a lot about football too because he mm-hmm. football. Yeah, it was a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's int- like I just based on his personality, I would never have pegged him as a jock. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even still knowing that he played uh, sports in high school and was even recruited by a Division One school for football, yeah. I still wouldn't think of him as a jock. But it's I it's always interesting when you find when you discover how multi-layered people are like that. Yeah. Because well, he probably um, doesn't think of himself as a jock. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he didn't put it in. He, I don't yeah. think he said it that way, but he be, he pretty, he got that point across. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, in, what did you think of in general about how he, um, uh, incorporated his uh, mental health struggles into the special. I thought he did a really good job with it. I didn't think he, you know, what the shoved it down your throat. You know, mm-hmm. like it was it was subtle, but he also wanted to make sure that that you understood it, and it was nothing to be ashamed of. But um, also, you know, to, you know, just know that it's there and it's something that took him a while to be, to really understand mm-hmm. and that he knew that he, well, I liked how, what he said about his coach in college was one of the first ones he said that probably really understood it and got him help. And um, I like that he incorporated that and didn't just, you know, he acknowledged it and, and, uh, I mean, he could be a comedian that just kind of glazes over it and doesn't say anything. And I sort of like that. He talks about it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not like it's all he talks about, right. you know, I mean, I guess if that was all he talked about, maybe that would turn me off, but he's mm-hmm. so funny besides that i i appreciate how he deals with it Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah i mean i i think it's it does two things 
the two main things that I hope it does when comedians take on uh, tackle that particular topic, it's both funny and healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't. It's a heavy subject, but it didn't weigh him down. Yeah, and I think it also worked as therapy for him. Yeah, it did. It seemed he seems like he's getting so much it's yeah that's a good way to put it therapy for him he seemed happy like he was getting so much from it because mm-hmm. it's just he he seems like he loves what he's doing yeah and also seems appreciative when from the feedback that he gets from the audience and mm-hmm. and yeah i just i just really like the guy <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know him in person. He just seems yeah. like a really good guy. Mm-hmm. So I just hope he stays stays healthy for his sake because it's a, it's not a fun disease, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, no, I like how he incorporated it. Mm-hmm. Um. So now we're going to talk about some of our other favorite comedians, similar to Gary and other uh, examples of comedic mental illness. Okay. Um, so as we, comp- I've got a couple of comedians who, who came to mind. So like, I'll, I'll let you and Beth mention the ones that you have first. Um, but I'll, as you do that, like how would you define his uh, comedy style? What type, what category of comedian Ooh. would you call him? Ooh, I don't know. You might have to help me with that. I don't know. If I was I was thinking he's like a, a storytelling comedian. I mean, that that's what a broad yeah. way to put it. I guess that's what I'd put him. And he I, has some I, other elements in his repertoire, but I think like that's that's kind of the the fundamental word I would use. Okay. Um, I think I already mentioned the ones before, and I like the fact that he's. I don't want to I don't think I'm prudish, but mm-hmm. I I do appreciate comedians that don't have to get up there and curse and yeah. I feel like if you're a good funny comedian, you don't need to rely on that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I mentioned like um, Brian Reagan and Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. I think they're smart and very witty and and they don't need that. They they just, you know, they their humor is just so intelligent that they don't yeah. need. And so that's that's kind of why I put them in the same category. John Mulaney, too. Sometimes yeah. he, he's a little, well, I mean, they all once in a while will. Although I've never heard, I don't think I've ever heard Jim Gaffigan curse. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Reagan's pretty clean, too. Um, and so, yeah, I just really, I just appreciate that. And they just... I don't know if they're all like storytellers. What what other what are some other categories of of humor that you think of? See, I never really think of categories. Um, well, there there's observational, which Jerry Seinfeld is kind of like the the Uber oh, example okay. of that. Did you ever notice? Yeah. Why yeah. this is like this? And then there you know there's character comedy where someone puts on a persona. Mm-hmm. which Andrew Dice Clay is a notorious example. Okay. He was like, uh, he, he, in his act, he was much more 
misogynistic than yeah. he actually was. Um, and then there, there's the old school one-liner comedians mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, who's is it? Uh, Youngman. Right, exactly. Uh, of, of take my wife fame. Yeah, I love those. Um, yeah, I guess there are a lot of categories. Okay. Well, you know what? On comedians' Wikipedia pages, they usually gives that uh, sort of information. So on Gary's page, it says genres, observational comedy, sarcasm, and satire. And then subjects, it says everyday life, pop culture, childhood, Judaism, and mental illness. Okay. I do like that he (laughs) talked. I was almost worried that people would... He, I like that he talks about his um, Jewish upbringing too. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he just makes me laugh when he talks about that. Too, was, so. I definitely chuckled when he mentioned uh, Bugs Bunny among all the yeah. the Jews. <laughs> that was funny. And when he said something about there was one Jew that, oh, what was that? He's referring to Jesus. Oh, something that that didn't die. I can't remember what the reference was. But oh, uh, I can't remember, but it was yeah. Let's see if I can track it down. Yeah. Oh, he's um, so funny. He does this one I was trying to find this there's a funny routine about ice hockey that he does. And um and it talks about Jesus too and it's hilarious. You can so maybe if after we talk if you Google or YouTube, the ice hockey routine, you might be able to find it. Let's examine the Hockey Hall of Fame, and we'll count the Jewish players in the Hockey Hall of Fame. You ready? Done. There are zero. Just for a point of comparison, Gary, more Jews have been the Messiah. What about you with your your, uh, comedians? Um, So... I yeah so I kind of focused on like so he mental illness is definitely not the only thing that Gary talks about and it seems like it didn't seem like it was a big part of his act before his um law his really bad bout mm-hmm. um so you know, as, as as important as it is now, it didn't. It there's definitely more to his comedy that had previously defined him. So I was kind of like, well, who's some a comedian that represents that aspect? But then who's also who similarly does handle mental illness head on? And so I was like, uh, the well, you mentioned John Mulaney, and I think that's a good fit in terms of just like the way they structure their mm-hmm. material. They both tell a lot of stories from their childhood, and yeah. they both seem like people who were just waiting to be adults. Like they mm-hmm. were adults when they were kids, yeah. <laughs> and they and then they finally grew into who they were, who they actually mm-hmm. truly are when they were about thirty-five or forty. 
I'm not John Mulaney might not yet be for I think he's about 40. He's 37. Oh, okay. um, so he's he he felt like uh whenever I see John Mulaney um do his stand up I feel like and he talks about stories from when he was a kid. He feel sounds like a a 40-year-old teenager. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Martin Gary Short. sounds Martin, like Yeah. That? Martin Short too. Uh-huh. He, he was always like doing singing um, Broadway tunes and songs back when he was like 10 years old and always right. seemed like he wanted to be older. So, yeah, that's funny. Um, and then the other one I uh, pinpointed, do you know about uh, Maria Bamford? Boy, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know if I... She had... um. Uh, her own sitcom on Netflix called Lady Dynamite ran for a couple of seasons. Yeah, I remember hearing um, about it, but I don't think I watched it. She, I mean, she uh, really um, talks about her uh, mental issues. She's suffered from anxiety and depression, and that's kind of like the just, you can tell by her stage presence. Like she's kind of jittery the whole time mm-hmm. and it's I mean, it's a little more it's almost avant-garde in the way that she approaches it like it's um if gary can kind of be a stepping stone into someone like her like if you're like if you enjoyed gary's depression material and you're like hmm you know what i might enjoy something even darker and weirder than that then uh Maria Bamford could be a uh, is would be someone I'd I'd recommend to you okay. in that case. Okay. Um, and then did you have any other like any shows or at TV shows or any other like comedic elements uh, I, examples of? Uh... I couldn't think of any other shows, but the only other person I wrote down was Woody Allen. I think uh-huh. back in the 70s mid to late 70s um he was kind of known for his dark humor and being kind of like just depressed a lot yeah um and play it again sam he talks about depress. i think he talks about depression and um you know i didn't look that up but i just 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 sort of a remembrance of his style kind of Mm-hmm. So that just kind of came to mind. I, I couldn't really think of any shows. I know you mentioned a couple that you watched, but I couldn't think of anything. And I just, I know I mentioned to you, my brother, your uncle said, when I said that to him, my brother said, well, I thought all comedians were depressed. And I, I thought that was a good quote because I think probably a lot of them are. Um, yeah. But I couldn't think of specific shows, so I know you have a few that you were going to talk about. Yeah, well, I I don't um, – yeah, so I – a few of my favorite shows of the last five years or so would be uh, BoJack Horseman and Rick and Morty, which if you look at them superficially, they're a couple of goofy cartoons, but they – once you watch them for a few episodes, it becomes pretty clear that their main characters are probably 
suffering from uh, clinical depression. I don't think they're ever officially diagnosed, but yeah. um, I mean, so the point I wanted to make by bringing those up is that I think in general, in in pop culture in the past few years, the stigma of mental illness has really been lifted a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it um, at least in the the circles that I run in, um, it doesn't seem like people are too uh, hesitant to be open about it. The way I feel like was the case when I was growing up, and mm-hmm. and before that as well yeah i hope so because it shouldn't be you know they try to get the point across that it's a illness and it should be treated as that it need you Mm -hmm. need medication and and it shouldn't be looked down upon so hopefully it's it's starting to you know people are talking about it and um so that's why i think that good thing that Gary talked about it in, in this. Hopefully mm-hmm. that's what helps get the stigma from it. So. Um, okay. Did we uh, cover all of our, our favorites? Yeah, then? I think so. All right. So you, you have um, some trivia then? Oh, it's just a quick... It was stuff that I was reading. It just talked about the job before... Gary went into comedy when he graduated from college he had another job I don't know if you came across that or not when you were reading uh, <laughs> nothing anyone would know unless you read about it so um, I don't know I'll say does it have anything to do with his athletic body no. think of your dad though um, was he in Actuary? No. <laughs> Anne is good that you said Anne instead of A. An accountant? Yes. <laughs> okay. Actually, may, or I feel like he might have mentioned that in something that I've watched. Maybe. It, it sounds slightly familiar. Yeah. I mean, no, but I just thought, oh, it's not going to be much trivia about him. But I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, I'll write that down. So, well, okay. so what the... Let that be a lesson to everyone out there. If you're yeah. a, if you're a depressed accountant, yes. you can you can uh, get help the help you need to feel better, and you can become a comedian and go into comedy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So now we're in the forever section in which we talk about what we're currently liking about our topic and look ahead to the future. So I think we we've kind of already discussed uh what gary is currently up to mm-hmm. and, and the state of mental illness and comedy so we'll the question now is what do we want to see from him in the future more of the same branch out and uh here and there conquer well, the world yeah i'd love become to see president <laughs> i'd love to see him continue to do specials and tour and especially to stay healthy um, and hopefully have more people discover him and appreciate his brand of humor. Although I was pleasantly surprised. I was thinking 
naively that that many people didn't know about him. And then when I went to see him, I think I told you, when I went to see him in Boston, it was packed. And I don't know if that's because he's from that area or Uh if he is that popular. Um, What uh, venue was it at? The Wilbur Theater. Okay. And he grew up in Peabody, Mass., which is right Uh near So, you know, it was just completely packed and he, it was, everybody was like, you know, loved him there. So, and then I also said, I, maybe he could do some more movie roles. Did you know that he was in the Joker? That's another Uh, trivia. (laughs) I saw Joker. I, who did he play? Well, go, go, Google, he played himself, and I Googled, oh. somehow I, re- I don't know where I read that, so then I Googled it again yesterday, and it says, it's right at the beginning, it says that he's at a um, comedy club, and it says, uh-huh. and if, you'll see none other than Gary Goldman performing. <laughs> so you'll have to look, and I didn't see the spot part, but I'm going to look for it. So, um uh, so maybe he'll do some more movie roles. That would be kind of fun to see. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have, you know, unless you knew you were looking for him, you wouldn't have known. But so yeah, but I'm yeah. sure I, I, I probably, I knew when I saw it. I'm sure I was like, oh, that's a face I know. Yeah, but, <laughs> so funny. Um, so you could go back and look. I think they said it was like right near the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I just hope he, you know, continues to 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 uh, do well and and um it's hard to be a stand-up comic yeah. would you like to meet him in person i'd love to meet him in person well, maybe we can wife, his wife sade yeah she, she is uh, quite cute, she is have cute. To say. We, we saw her, some of her in the great depression yeah she's, she's not great. Not the Sade, Not but his Sade. She seems very supportive of yes. him, so I'm glad he has a good partner to help him through mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So how about you? What do you want to see from... Uh, well, I have a uh, one specific hope. I'd like him to... He's already been a guest on Conan's TV show a few times. I would like him to guest on Conan's podcast, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Oh, where he and I think could that could very well happen because uh, Conan has lots he the, his guests on that show are do you know have you listened to that his no. podcast or heard the premise of it so the idea is um, Conan wants to be friends with all the celebrities that are guests on his show mm-hmm. but the interviews are too short for them yeah. to become friends okay so he figures with a podcast where the interviews are longer they actually can become friends oh. and spend more time together. Yeah. Um, so they, uh, it's a, a great podcast for discovering in-depth stories about people in Conan's orbit. And I, I think uh, Gary would be yeah. a, a fine candidate for mm-hmm. re- revealing himself in that way. We need to suggest, like write to him and suggest that. How could you tell him that? <laughs> um, <laughs> if he's on Twitter, we could tweet at him. Yeah. Huh. Well, and we need him to be on like um, Ellen maybe, or well, nobody's doing shows now, so we gotta wait a little while. But where he's gonna get more exposure 
on a because he'd been on any like um i think he was i feel like i've seen the clips besides conan was he on like jimmy kimmel or any of those or no i think i saw some youtube in my suggested youtube videos i think i saw that he was on stephen colbert okay yeah i thought i thought he was on one of the regular ones okay yeah, well, some some of the late night shows are coming back like in the next week. I know Conan's coming back with new shows that he's filming from his house, oh, okay. and he's he's doing um, interviews remotely via smartphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so they are gonna try to do that. Yeah. Huh? We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well, so um, yeah, I guess that's uh. That is your your primer on Gary yeah. Goldman. So, so listeners, go out, go watch the Great Depression. And yes, it's on streaming on HBO Go and HBO Now currently. Yeah. And look on YouTube for different uh, clips of Gary Goldman because he is very clever, very funny. You'll, it's worth it for sure. Yes, Especially I, now, if you're home, you need a laugh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I. If to anyone feeling anxious, seek out whatever makes you laugh right now. Yeah. Uh, very important for, for your mental health. That's right. That's right. Um, so besides uh, what Gary's up to, do you have anything to promote, Aunt Beth? No, there's nothing going on. <laughs> right. well, no, no, no. Um, well, I will mention that I, I'm still attempting to write some uh new articles on my blog, jmoney.com, even though there's not really any movie reviews or SNL reviews to write currently. But, um, so I'm decided to jump into my best of the decades list. Oh, good. Okay. um, I just posted my best podcasts of the, of the 2010s and TV shows will be next. And I may have mentioned to you before, Aunt Beth, but I would like us to do a couple shows about, like a best TV shows of the decade episode, and then maybe a, a best movies of the decade. Oh, okay. So, so get get to working on maybe putting like a couple of top ten lists together. Ooh, all right. Um, but our yeah, the theme of our next so that that'll be uh sometime in the future, but I believe in the. Our next full episode, the plan is to do Modern Family. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because the ending. Yeah. The series finale is um, oh, yeah, when is April, the, April 8th, I think. Yeah, I think it is the 8th. Yeah, so we'll we'll have our, our episode on that yeah. soon after. So the week of the 13th. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay. Um. Yeah, so uh, that's, listeners, that's what you have to look forward to from us. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast listening application of choice, we will read it on air. And uh, Aunt Beth, do you have a, a sign-off? Just say, what is good night? And as always... Keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.